February the 4th, 2024, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You, indeed, are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you this morning. We bless you, we praise you, we exalt your holy name. Indeed, you are worthy. Worthy is the Lord our God. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you for being our Father, our Lord, our God, a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You are God of all. And as we bask in your presence this morning, Father God, we look forward to this day receiving our daily bread. Holy Spirit, use us, guide us, direct us, prepare us for what you have before us. We bless you today. We honor you. We praise you. In the mighty and magnificent name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Family. I thank you for allowing me to be in your time and your space this morning and uh, allowing me to turn the page with you to the Gospel of Luke. And in fact, this particular chapter, Luke 1, we have entitled the Gospel of Luke. And what we are about to read and go into is the biography of the wonderful man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And this glorious gospel was, was penned by one of his early followers, a physician named Luke. All four gospels in our New Testament are inspired by God, but Luke's is unique. I believe that this could be described as the loveliest book ever written. Luke's pen was anointed by the Holy Spirit and his his book is still read today, of course, by the lovers of God because it is the mercy gospel. It is a book for everybody for we all need mercy. Luke writes clearly of the humanity of Jesus as the servant of all and the sacrifice for all. Every barrier is broken down in Luke's gospel between Jew and Gentile, men and women, rich and poor. In Luke, we see Jesus as the savior of all who come to him. Luke, being a physician, learned the need to exhibit compassion and mercy toward others. And it comes through in every chapter. Luke's gospel is perhaps the most compassionate and love-filled account of Jesus's life ever written. Luke shares Jesus' teachings on prayer, forgiveness, and our obligation to, to demonstrate mercy and grace in dealings with others. Luke provides us with rich details of Jesus' love of children and the forsaken. Luke writes more about Jesus' ministry to women than any other gospel authors. This was somewhat controversy in the culture of his day. In fact, Luke uses an alternating narrative of one story about a man and the next story about a woman. Luke begins with 
the story of Zachariah, then moves to Mary, a focus on Simeon, then to Anna, the Roman centurion, then the widow of Nan, the Good Samaritan, then Mary and Martha. This pattern continues throughout his gospel. You may not recognize that, but you'll see it as I'm bringing it to your light. A large amount of Luke's gospel is, is not found in any other gospel narrative. If, if we did not have the book of Luke, we wouldn't know about the stories of the prodigal son, the, the good Samaritan, the wedding banquet, and, and other amazing teachings. Only in the book of Luke do we find the stories of the shepherds at Bethlehem, the ten leopards who were healed, the young man from Nan who was raised from the dead, and the dying thief on the cross next to Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, oh how thankful I am for the gospel of Luke. My heart overflows with the joy of seeing the word of God being translated with, with all its passion and fire into contemporary English. Unveiled before your eyes will be the glorious man, Jesus Christ, and the revelation of his undying and unyielding love for you and for me. I present to you and to every lover of God, the Gospel of Luke. And as much as many have undertaken to compile the narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who have from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theopolis, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now he was now while he was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am old, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel, 
I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and, and they were wandering as his delay in the temple. And when, it came, and when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me, to take away my reproach among people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, Betroth, to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at that saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived the Son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will be called, and will be called me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name and his mercy is for those who fear him 
from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zachariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all marveled. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing the God, the God of Israel. And fear came on all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea, and all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited the redeemed, his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word this morning, Father God. The Gospel of John. Father God, as we end this, we end in a prayer of thanksgiving, knowing that you are God and you will not forsake us. We are your servants. Use us as you see fit. Bless those in the sound of this hearing that they may be a blessing to you as we go forth doing your will, done your way. We bless you in the name of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Be blessed on today, family. 
continue in prayer for one another as we continue to pray for you. We bless you.